0: 45 years ago today, audiences were introduced for the first time to... Rocky Balboa, an underdog fighter from Philadelphia who became the iconic character of one of the longest film franchises. Yep, today we're going to talk about Rocky Pascal. And what a choice,
1: Roger. Well done indeed. It feels almost right that, as we mentioned a moment ago, this is a very strange start of the year and the year is going to become, uh, is going to remain demanding and, and, and trying for people. Let's talk about, you know, Rocky Balboa and how we all need to
0: fight our way through what's left of the pandemic and more and yeah i mean let's face it the the rocky series as you say one of the longest film franchises most of the films are extremely uplifting. Most of them have a sequence in there, don't they, where it, 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 there's training and there's, there's overcoming obstacles, often accompanied by a, a very, very famous piece of rock music. And, uh, and yeah, they are, they are always films that make you feel uplifted and, and powerful and, and you, I can get through this. So a very, very good start. And do you know what? This created a memory in my head, which I, when we were talking the other day about what film to do, I, I'd sort of forgotten about this. And then the memory came flooding back. And mm. um, my father, my father was a massive, massive boxing fan, massive boxing fan. Now he was a general practitioner On the seafront in Blackpool, in the... 50s, 60s, and 70s. And as a result of that, he used to interact with quite a lot of celebrities who were either doing shows on the piers in Blackpool or they were appearing at the Winter Gardens in Blackpool. And he'll tell stories about Bruce Forsyth and Roy Chubby Brown and this, that, and the other. But he was also associated with the boxing matches that used to happen in the Winter Gardens. And he was frequently rubbing shoulders with the likes of Brian London, who was a very famous UK boxer from the from the 60s and 70s, and Cassius Clay, who went on, of course, to become Muhammad Ali. So because he was such a massive boxing fan, Rocky was one of those films from my childhood that I remember probably more than anything after Star Wars. And And, of course, Rocky came out in... The UK in the same year as Star Wars in in 1977. I think I think I think it came out earlier in the states, and Rocky was also one of the first films. Probably was the first film we ever got on VHS tape when it first came in. So just talking about Rocky ignited some memories within me that I actually haven't thought about for decades and what is interesting uh the very
1: first time i saw rocky the very first um kind of you could say episode or, or film was with my dad indeed um but i was introduced to rocky where he, he, i became aware if you like of the brand and and the character um with rocky 3 so i kind of um, you know was rocky 3 uh, either tiger you know fighting what well, people i knew uh, the the character that i knew as mr t from the from the a-team then i backtracked and i watched the first one w- with my dad and I will say that it took quite a few viewing to for me to really get into it. But from the first moment that I saw Rocky, I just knew it was beautifully filmed. What I didn't know is that, really, sorry, Roger, by all accounts, it was a low-budget film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't look or feel low-budget, does it? It doesn't. So, and what is, what is interesting about Rocky is very difficult now to distinguish between Rocky and Rocky Balboa and the story, but also the story of Sylvester Stallone. It is mm-hmm. now well documented, and he shared that information during many interviews, where he wrote the script in three and a half days after essentially lying to the producers that he had a script <laughs> ready.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's that's winging it, isn't it? That's winging it, <laughs> but actually producing an item of genius. I do remember another enduring memory of watching this film because we watched it so many times because my father was so into the film and loved boxing. But I do remember my mum criticising it for being what she would describe as a mumbly film because she felt that Rocky Balboa was mumbling all the time, but didn't really talk properly, and I'm going to kiss you, Adrian, and all that sort of thing. I don't really remember that myself, but, uh, yeah, I mean... It just goes to show, this comes up on the show quite a lot, doesn't it, Pascal, when we're talking about films, that there'll be somebody like Stallone who wanted to produce something because they had a vision and they perhaps, hurdles were put in front of them by film uh, companies and it could have been quite easy for him to have rolled over and said, you know what, go and get a proper script writer to write it or rewrite it, but he stuck to his guns and and as a result of that, here we are. Yeah, and and th- that's why in a way for
1: for me Rocky is both the film but it's also the creator, you know, Sylvester Stallone. And it's hard sometimes to uh you know dissociate the two because what I'm gonna talk about is both, you know, his endeavours as a content creator, but also the film itself and how it, it was successful. I mean, let's not forget that this is a guy that basically told a lie. So he had a script he didn't, he wrote it in three and a half days. Yes, there was um, I think a to nine to 10 rewrites, but ultimately the, his first script was accepted. He then negotiated to star in a film. He was a nobody. Uh, he was not known. I think he made one short film um, in, in New York and then that, that was it to the point where the production company half the budget to essentially limit the, the losses. They wanted Burt Reynolds, they wanted James Caan to play the, the role of Rocky Balboa. Can you imagine? I mean, that's just, that's just you know, nowadays uh, that, that wouldn't work. Um, but of course, as you mentioned a moment ago, for me, the, the reason why I love watching Rocky uh, several times is, is beautifully filmed so you can learn lessons about cinematography. But we must mention the music track from Tom Conti, going
0: to fly now right i mean like i said before every rocky film has its signature theme tune and it's always uplifting and it's always you, you, you know even if you created a playlist of tracks from rocky films you would have half an hour to 45 minutes of truly uplifting stuff and and this was this was the background to the whole thing wasn't it this track and and again it's it's one of those enduring we were talking about a film that was made 40 odd years ago here um you know this is probably one of the earliest films that we've reviewed um and yet we're still talking about the music and the cinematography from a film which is you know getting on towards 50 years old now
1: i mean that film you know, it was uh, they, they started filming in January 1976. I mean, why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you choose the winter, one of the coldest months of the year to film? But that's a territory of film production. This is when sometimes the kit, the people, the crews and cast are available because there's not much going on. And they filmed it in 28 days Yes. this is unthinkable nowadays no one would would, would uh, take uh, it would take There would be 28 months to make a film not 28 days and it was so low budget that sometimes they had to borrow clothes from people they had to ask <laughs> friends and family in true indie filmmaking style to uh, be extras and to carry uh, the, the, do catering and so on and um, i think um so he had to use his own dog uh, for the film i mean it's just you know uh, great from that point of view uh, and, of course, he was able, as an, a first-time filmmaker, to create a character that we still, we still talk about decades later that has created a franchise. But now you have hordes of tourists running up the steps of uh, Philadelphia in Museum, yeah. where they do, obviously, the, the, the most famous, uh, raising your arms on top of the steps and obviously getting selfies with a statue.
0: And, and of course, it, it's now considered to be one of the greatest sports films of all time. Um, uh, You know, ranked second behind Raging Bull, I guess. But at the time, the critics basically said, nah, this is a poorly directed, heavy handed fairy tale with pretty poor acting and pretty (laughs) poor direction. So just goes to show, again, vision can absolutely triumph Mm. against the odds
1: and when you think about therefore the story of Stallone as a creator so you know we begin by he was literally uh, broke and he lied mm-hmm. and he, and he kind of uh, maybe there's a lesson in that which is when you've got nowhere else to go just go for it and then I don't know a year uh, a year and a half later he's at the Oscars Having to basically receive three Oscars from ten nominations—that yeah. much just blow your mind. I mean, even then he said, "You know, he didn't have the money, so he had to borrow a tux from a friend." But um, <laughs> I'm sure now uh, things are very, very different. I would like to also mention the, the other cast, if you don't mind, Roger, because we must, of course, uh, talk about Carl Withers, who plays Apollo Creed superbly, and and was in the, in the first four, um, the um, lady, you know, the the princess, if you want to use a fairy tale an analogy of Adrian played yep. by Talia Shire, Bert Young and of course Burgess Meredith who plays Mickey from the you know his trainer and the those who do appreciate the film not those who see criticize it say these
0: became characters that we really really became attached to. Yeah absolutely right I mean uh, one of the the things I always remember again about Rocky is that he didn't win at the end of the film, you know, you know, he was going to be put up against Apollo Creed and, you know, a lot of movies would have just known no, this is this is the underdog wins against the champion. And that would have been the, the end of the film, you know, Rocky knocking out Apollo Creed, but that didn't happen. But it was still a massive achievement that Rocky had got into the ring with Apollo Creed. But as the films developed, as you said, the characters developed. You know, Rocky and Apollo Creed fought again. And then I think um, Apollo ended up being his trainer later on. And then, of course, unfortunately, he died. Adrian's journey was was an interesting one. The relationship with his brother Paulie and and Burgess Meredith, you know, again, uh, his Rocky's original trainer who again sadly dies in one of the films and I remember being very upset <laughs> yes, <that's right. laughs> uh, about that hmm. uh, so the fact that he wrote this script and fleshed out these characters in such a short period of time is truly amazing and, and i think that shows his talent as a screenwriter
1: which has mm. been recognized much much later and i know that the character has been mocked and sometimes used as part of parody including rambo and all the others but ultimately there's not many uh, people out there that you could say have uh, introduced iconic characters that people still use and, and i would imagine that for most most people are, are interested in boxing it's a good film, enjoyable film to watch. And I'd imagine that for most, um, you know, trainers out there who have, you know, run a gym to every so often put that song from Tom Conti, just gets people, you know, trying a bit harder when they're on the, you know, on on the machines or something.
0: Yeah. And of course, as a a film film (laughs) producer yourself i think you would agree with this but the sound is particularly important within rocky films as well you know the sound of the punches Mm. is obviously enhanced Uh, they probably used punching sound effects or at least added to the reverb or the echo or the bass or something to make them sound more powerful But, you know, if you turn the sound up, not only do you get those great rock songs, but you also get those amazing, powerful special effects, which, you really feel it, you really feel it, it's an experience. So Pascal, what are marketing lessons from Rocky? Because we could go on talking about <laughs> what a great film it is all afternoon, but what are the marketing lessons? This is
1: difficult because I can't again uh, split uh, Sylvester Stallone and, and Rocky. I can't tell whether I'm going to give you content creators lessons or marketing lessons. But just mm. to pick on what you've said a moment ago is about believing um, in yourself. I mean, we now know this, the full story, which is that Stallone was offered, you know, three hundred. Thousand dollars to sell the script and literally walk away from 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 the lot. it, and he didn't, uh, he even actually uh, argued for him to star and actually um, get to a position where the budget was halved and so on. But he was so determined to make the film in, in his own terms and that um, he was prepared to actually uh, walk away from it. So maybe, uh, as we mentioned a couple of times before, those lessons are all about, if you have that strong, strong feeling that the particular course of action you're taking as a content creator is the right one, and others around you are not so sure, just just keep going now you, you you might go somewhere that's going to really really surprise you
0: i think that's so important and, and again the lesson for me sort of adding on to that is this whole idea of being yourself mm. you know his story was one of determination and the underdog Going the distance, becoming somebody, but you know, if you're a, if you're a content creator now, and you maybe feel as if you know, I can't compete against Mr. Beast or or Peter McKinnon on YouTube or whoever it is because they've got millions of followers and I've only got fifteen or whatever it might be, your 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 natural inclination might I need to p- copy Peter McKinnon or I need to copy Mr. Beast, but just imagine how Rocky would have turned out. If he'd given in and let Burt Reynolds take the the role, you know, it probably would have been a disaster. It might it might have it might have been a one hit. That's it, one a one hit, hit, hit yes. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it would have had that longevity that Stallone brought to it. So if you are feeling as if it's not worth trying to pin this to your own personality and your own determination, you know, use Rocky as a template and actually say, I don't need to be like everybody else i need to be like myself and it'll take a lot of hard work and determination but it might well just become something that endures
1: and i think uh, just to kind of run a parallel to that another lesson could be around the storytelling so when people are thinking of a um, case study or even if you're having an interview style content with somebody else to tell the story where it was difficult and it was hard, yes. and actually, it was full of misgivings and doubts. I mean, the, the, there's a lovely scene, you know, doing uh, the, the night before the fight, where um, Rocky Balboa c- confesses to Adrian that he's doubting himself, and and you've got all those things. That's what makes the story engaging, and that's what makes the character very endearing, where they, they they're not always entirely confident or they don't always have the answers.
0: I think that's that is so important, and again. I feel that the world we're in at the moment, especially with, you know, politicians and, and, and there's a lot of blame game going on in the world at the moment. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong in admitting that you're feeling a little bit frightened or a little bit insecure, or even that you may have made a mistake or you might have got something wrong. Because I think people are more attracted to fallibility and they have more empathy with people who are successful but have also made mistakes on the way and and I and I think that this is another film that like you've said that scene that you've just described it is one of extreme vulnerability and there's nothing wrong with that I think
1: mm, uh, for me, the final perhaps lesson we can take away There's one, which I thought about location, but much harder well, to sell at this moment in time, Roger. So maybe I'll move on to not being afraid to revisit and expand on the story. So we now know that if you include um, Creed and Creed Two, that this is actually quite a long franchise, but one where again, as, as you pointed at the moment to go, let's revisit this character, let's revisit this challenge, or let's revisit you know how they would, uh, um, behave or deal with a new challenge and and sometime if, if there is a story or a, an angle that's working for you don't rush into changing and bring something completely new let the
0: audience explore things uh, in, in more in depth with you i absolutely agree pascal every time we have a conversation about a film on this podcast i usually go away and end up watching the film again This time, I'm going to be able to go away and watch the film, but I can guarantee I'm going to be getting my Spotify out and I'm going to be creating a playlist of Rocky rock tracks which will probably be pounding out through the house over the course of the next few days pascal thank you for being on the show with me again it's great to be back isn't it the two of us here talking about what we love the most in the world of marketing and thank you to you as well for listening to the show thank you for the feedback you've given us on the socials thank you for the feedback you've given us in person and on the youtube channel we really do appreciate you taking the time to listening and feeding back. So thanks for watching. If you're listening, thanks for listening. Please subscribe either to the podcast itself or to the YouTube version in all the usual places. Until next time, go out there and make sure that your marketing is done right. I was Roger Edwards and he was Pascal Fintoni.